I, I didn't have a father in the picture. I didn't have anybody telling me I was okay or I was good enough or I was, I was going to do well in life. Nobody. I, I got beat up. I was bullied. I had all kinds of problems. I ended up in drugs and alcohol. I made every mistake that you could possibly make. But at some point, you have to make a decision that it doesn't matter what you've gone through. It matters who you're going to become. So the, the yesterday really did end yesterday. And today is a brand new day. So anybody that's out there listening, I want you to believe in yourself for one day and then multiply it the next day and the next day and the next day. It's not worth it to live your life full of fear and doubt. And if you're going to, fine. Be afraid, but move forward anyhow. Be afraid, but try that thing you think you should do anyhow. Why not? You are now tuned in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lindor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lido Dayan. And in this interview, I had a chance to speak with the one and only, the CEO of Interchanges, Chris Patterson. So, Chris was very, very humble with his time, and he gave me a lot, a lot of his time, and he's very, very humble. What I loved about him, that uh, no matter what how success he have in his life is really really humble and he never forget where he started and where he's aiming forward and uh, what I like about him is that he, he has a very very great mindset of a leader and he is very he's not like too much when, when you talk to him you feel like ah, oh, you feel good you feel calm he, he gives you a sense that it's okay Relax. Everything's going to be all right. Don't stress yourself out. And this is a great, great example of a great leader and a great entrepreneur because he has, for almost 19 years of experience since he started his business, Chris shares with us a little bit about his background, how he started his business, what got him to a point that he said, okay, no more, I'm going to start this business and how we can all use the pain and pleasure principle, what you will see in this interview, because it talks a lot about using pain as a leverage in order to get yourself level up your game and also use the pleasure that you get in, of course. So without further ado, let's begin the interview. So welcome to the Mind Body Podcast, Chris Patterson, the CEO of Interchange. I'm really honored to have you here on my podcast, man. Well, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. So for uh, those people that don't really know who you are and what you do, can you please uh, share with us? Sure. Uh, so my name is Chris Patterson. I started my business about 18 years ago. I'm the CEO of a company called Interchanges. Uh, Interchanges specializes in basically helping any company that needs more customers. They come to us and we help them do that. So We've, uh, I'm very proud of the fact that we've generated $1.4 billion in revenue for our customers over the last 18 years, 
and uh, that num number is only going to increase. I've got a great team that's very passionate, and uh, that's that's basically my claim to fame in life right now is my company. That's amazing, man! And look at you, so humble, 18 years walking, grinding, but you still like. Like there is many people that look at themselves like, oh my, I'm this and this, but you're so humble. I can see it through your face, which is amazing. So um, I wanted I to, I wanted to ask you, uh, when we start, you start a new business. How how do you start it? Like if you look uh, 18 years ago, what did you do? Yeah, so I've heard it before. Motivation comes from one of two things. It's either inspiration or desperation. Mm -hmm. In my case, I was both. I was uh, I was broke. My wife was six months pregnant with our first child. I just bought a house and I put all kinds of money into it. I literally had no money left, and uh, and then I got fired from a company called America Online with about uh, twelve hundred other people all in the same day. Wow. So it was very devastating. But you know I've always had a very positive mindset. So when I was walking out, instead of looking at it as a real negative, I thought, well, this must be a promotion. I did everything I was supposed to do at that job. I cared about the company. I worked extremely hard. So it only makes sense this is a promotion. So when I went home and told my wife, she said, what are you doing home? You know, why are you home so early? And I said, well, I got a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she figured out what was actually happening, she uh, kind of broke down and cried and was <laughs> really upset because uh -huh. she didn't know what we were going to do. So I... Uh, I went around, I, I messed around online and I found a, a uh, website builder and it was a software that was like $1,100 and I was already like $40,000 in debt. So I figured, well, what's another $1,100 added on to that debt and I bought it and then I just started going door to door and trying to convince people that this thing called the internet wasn't going to go away and that if they wanted to stay in business they needed a website, not yellow pages. So I, I literally sold door to door for months and months and was uh, very happy to actually make some money. So I figured I would just do that until I got a real job and here I am 18 years later and I still haven't found a real job yet. <laughs> That's awesome man and uh, what you just said is uh, like some people have this mindset of uh, I don't have the, uh, enough money and you just said it like I was in $40,000 in debt but I still I found the money to put and uh, 11, how much was it for the internet? It was $1,100 to yeah. invest in that software. So many people... Yeah, I, think, in I think the problem that most people have is they have a lot of reasons why they can't succeed, a lot of excuses why they can't succeed. Well, I don't have the money, I don't have the intelligence, I don't have the connections. Everybody always comes up with different reasons why they feel like they're not going to be successful. The truth of the matter is, it's, it's not that they're, they're lacking resources, they're lacking resourcefulness. Mm -hmm. So the more resourceful you can be of, how can I get the money? How can I get the connections? How can I, how can I become a great salesperson? Instead of saying, well, I don't have these things, so I can't get them. So I found that, you know, I, I, I talk to my team a lot, and I tell them, look, let's let's figure out how to be resourceful if we don't have the resources. Mm -hmm. What I see the difference between success and failure is those people just do the stuff that most people don't willing to do, which is sitting on their ass and uh, actually uh, learning and know those stuff that most people 
tend to say like tomorrow, tomorrow, next week, right? So I, I think this and uh, a lot of, like you said, it's either inspiration or desperation. And most of us get motivation from desperation when something must change, right? Because when we feel like uh, good and everything is good in our life, we, we don't get too much motivation to change. So I think it's a correlation between both of the two, right? Yeah, I just interviewed Grant Cardone, and one of the things that he said was, you have to have a place where there's a threat. Hmm. If you have a threat in your life, it's, it's much more motivating than, you know, there's pain and there's pleasure. Mm -hmm. Pain is 10 times more motivating than pleasure. Pleasure will keep you stuck, will keep you comfortable. So he was actually making a recommendation to a good friend of mine who's living in, you know, a very beautiful place, San Diego. And he said he has to get out of San Diego. It's too beautiful. There's too much to do. There's people are lazy because they're so happy. <laughs> so I think sometimes, yes, if, if you're if you're feeling enough pain, then often that's where change comes from. So how come uh, people that's in a place that they feel happy and everything is gr growing? So what you're saying, like, okay, find the pain in order to get to the next level? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, even, even if you don't have to change the circumstances of where you live, but you have to look at the reality. You know, what happened in 2008? We had an economic crash that affected most of the world. Yes. It, we can't be that naive to think that there's not going to be another one of those that comes along. Mm -hmm. So with that mindset, okay, I just changed my blueprint from, oh, everything's going good, everything's fine, I'm, I'm going to go have a great Memorial weekend, to, oh, but there's really probably a crisis that's coming. Mm -hmm. So if we can be conscious of the fact that, how nice things are right now are not going to be forever. It'll keep you motivated. Mm -hmm. It'll keep you uh, pushing towards the goals. Mm -hmm. uh, I wake up every single day and I want to. I ask myself, what can I do every hour to be the most productive that I could possibly be? Because eventually, I literally had this conversation with somebody in my office this morning. Eventually, there is going to be a time where you wish you would have worked your butt off. You wish you would have taken advantage of a good economy. You wish you would have taken advantage of the opportunities you did have. And if you don't, you're going to regret it and you're going to get beat up for it. The, the economy is going to beat us up. So it's better now to act as if it's reality today so that we don't end up there tomorrow. Yeah, it's just like most of uh, people that really succeeded in life have the power called the power of anticipation, right? They know how to anticipate stuff up front. For example, uh, they know that... Uh, changes can happen and not everything is going like this direction like everything is going to grow right so some some uh, times they, they know that uh, uh, sometimes in the business there is uh, like summer and there is winter so the more we anticipate stuff up front then we know how to handle those stuff uh, better right no i agree with you there's definitely seasons in life there's seasons in business and uh, it's really important to know what season you're in right now i'm in a season of summer Mm -hmm. Things are going good. I'm having fun. The business is great. My people are great. Our numbers are great. But I'm conscious that seasons don't last. Mm -hmm. I know that there's going to be a change in the season. I don't know when. I don't know how, how severe. But I know that seasons don't last. That keeps me motivated. How do you keep, uh, like, for example, branding yourself? Because just like you said, there is seasons and there is also competition. There is people that, okay, maybe next year somebody come with a greater idea and they have a better uh, 
uh, I don't know, price or whatever it is. So what makes you always brand yourself and be the best at what you do? I mean, it's constant, never-ending improvement. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, you can't just say, oh, okay, well, this, this month I'm going to work on me. Uh, this month I'm going to work on my personal brand. This month I'm going to do, and then forget about it next month. It has to be constant. It has to be a continuous stream of activity, a continuous stream of work and ethics. So I think if you, uh, if you have that mentality where you're constantly in a crisis with yourself, I'm in a, you know, I, I've been accused of going through a midlife crisis because I like nice cars. Mm-hmm. So I guess when I was 18 and I bought a nice BMW, I was in a crisis. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 40, I bought another BMW or a Bentley. Then I just bought another Bentley. So people are like, what are you in a crisis? You in a midlife crisis? I'm a, no, I'm in an all time crisis. I'm always in a crisis. I always want to get better. I always want to push the limits. I always want to get to the next level in my life. So the people that, again, I think comfort is a massive enemy. The more comfortable you are, the greater the threat that you're going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, too many people are just comfortable with the day-to-day work. I, I just uh, saw, you may have seen it in the news, there was a young man who's not so young anymore. He's 30 years old, and he's still living with his parents. Wow. And, they, and they, they kicked him out of the house at 30. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was so comfortable in that situation that he didn't think anything could possibly happen to change his life. Mm-hmm. So often circumstances will come change you. Life will come and change you. But I would prefer to be in control of that. I would prefer to be the one who's changing my life rather than waiting for life to change me. Mm-hmm. And what you just said, like it's so, uh, like I originally from Israel, and so many people, especially most of my family, is okay with being like, okay, when you raise, like, it's okay to be until you're 30 or 35 and still live with your parents. What for me was, I didn't want to do that, you know, but in Israel, it's some way like, okay, it makes sense because you need to save money, da, 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 and then walk in a job, you know, the, this uh, path of comfort. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I, the principle is what I'm after. I mean, there's certain circumstances that people are under, they, they should be living with their family. They should be taking advantage of people that will help them. But there's also people that don't really need the help. They just got lazy and they got complacent and they got comfortable. And those are the ones that really need to give their head a shake. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about uh, mentors. I know how important it is to have mentors in your life. And I know you've been coached by one of the best of all time, Zig Ziglar, right? Yes. So you have in his mentorship for 12 months. Can you share a little bit without this journey? What did it help you as becoming better as a human being? Oh, gosh. That was the most life-changing year of my, of my life. It was uh, 1997. Um, I was running health clubs. I was a marketing director for a place called the Q Sports Club. Zig Ziglar was my hero. Uh, I'd never met him, but I'd read all of his, his uh, books, all of his tapes at the time of dating myself. We had tapes back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, he walked into my health club one day. It wasn't set up. He just happened to need a membership. So I sold him a membership, and he said, Chris, he said, I also need some personal training. Mm-hmm. And a light bulb went off in my head. Wow. And I, I said, Zig, I said, I'll make you a deal. I said, I'll personal train you physically three hours a week for free if you'll just spend one hour a week working on my mental health. Uh-huh. So that's how I convinced Zig, Zig Ziglar to mentor me, and he, he did. I spent every Sunday either at his house, at his church, or going to lunch with him. 
and every week I was learning. One of the one of the greatest things I think that I learned from him is he looked at me one day and he said, "Chris, I do declare you have some stinking thinking." And I, I sat back and I was like, "I do." <laughs> And he said, yes, you've got a very negative mindset. You're very excuse-oriented. You're, you're making excuses for why your life is the way it is. And he said, everybody's got excuses, but they don't pay the bills. Mm -hmm. So he really put me in a position where I had to accept responsibility for my life. Uh, the more people realize nobody is going to give you anything. And if they do, it's temporary. The only real sustainability to go up in life and to be, be a success is to actually take full ownership. So that was probably one of the best things that Zig did for me is help me realize that if it was meant to be, it was up to me. And that's exactly what I did. I took the bull by the horns and, you know, here I am years and years later and I've, I've been successful in a lot of ways. So how did you, for example, handle procrastination or like, uh, you know, everything intellectually that you need to change, you need to start uh, taking charge of everything but sometimes still people get caught up in certain behaviors, certain habits. So what got you shifted? Is it a better environment, better people surrounding? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, there's absolutely a formula for it. Um, when I coach, I do a lot of coaching. And by the way, if anybody in your, in your audience would like a free coaching session, I'm more than happy to do that for them. Wow, I'll give amazing. you 20, 30 minutes uh, free coaching. We'll, we'll go through some different exercises. And uh, it's really eye-opening mind. It's it opens your mind to the possibilities. You see, so uh, listen to him. Don't just listen and say, "Oh, yeah, it sounds good." Actually, take <laughs> take action. Because many people that listen to podcasts, they just like yes, yes, they in the car or whatever, but they never apply anything from podcasts. It's just like one uh, from one here to another. So take action. <laughs> well, here's how you can take action. Send me an email. Good. CEO at interchanges.com that's C is in chief executive officer so CEO at interchanges.com just send me an email I'll be more than happy to set up a meeting and talk to you for 20 30 minutes awesome. but uh, to answer your question the reason people are stuck is because they have bad habits the way to fix your bad habits is to number one change your inputs so your input is anything that goes into your mind so everybody knows this phrase garbage in Garbage, garbage out. out. Mm -hmm. You put garbage into a computer, you're going to get garbage out of the computer. If you put good stuff in the computer, you're going to get good stuff out. So the first thing is change the information that's going into your mind. Turn off the terrible news. Turn off terrible people that are gossiping all the time and complaining all the time. Uh, get those people out of your life. Start reading books that are inspiring. Start reading people's biographies and learning the things that they went through, the challenges they went through to become who they are. There's all kinds of things that we can do to put the inputs in. Once we put the inputs in, now we can start to change the outlook of our life. And what I mean by the outlook is we can actually change ourselves from the inside out. Now that we're putting good information in, we're like, wow, my beliefs are better. My attitudes are better. Well, when you have better beliefs and better attitudes, now your actions start to match up. Now you'll start taking that step. The first step to either getting a better job or getting a job or building a business, whatever you'll do, now you'll start creating actions. And eventually, the final, the final part of this problem is to change your behavior, your behaviors, or most importantly, your actions. Tom Ziegler, who's Zig Ziegler's son, would, uh, 
uh, often say from the stage, the fastest way to success is replace bad behaviors with good behaviors or replace bad habits with good habits. Mm -hmm. And I think like for many, many people, the, the one thing that's really, really hard to change is a belief system. Right, because it's a lot of people know intellectually, and in today's world, everything like all the information is out there, right? In podcast, in in everything, emails, uh, you have it on Instagram, Facebook, but still that uh, inner software, like that subconscious mind, still telling us like, uh, no, you're not good enough, you can't do that, right? So how do you still switch that subconscious? Because consciously, most people are aware, they know, okay, I know I need to change, I know da 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 da, but still they don't change. That's a, uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, the subconscious has to be trained. So, yes, you might be, well, first of all, don't listen to everything you can find on the Internet. Pick somebody. Pick one person. You know, Zig Ziglar, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, Ed Milet, whoever it is. Find somebody that you really connect with and listen to everything that they have. But it's important to realize while I'm listening, it's my responsibility to take action. I would rather read one book and take action from the advice in there than read a thousand books and take no action. Mm -hmm. So people just have to go, okay, if I'm going to learn, it's my responsibility to take action as well. You can't just do one without the other. I think it's like, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with what you say because for me, the one person was always Anthony Robbins. I was in a seminar that with Destiny, I learned everything I could because I really want to change myself, my behaviors and everything. So I started to be in the success cycle. I started to do, put in action, seeing some result. But then subconscious mind hit me. No, you're not good enough. You're not uh, uh, here in that level. So I stopped sabotaging myself again and I fell again. So how do you still, okay, you know when to stop it and then go back to the track? I mean, I still struggle. I still have moments where I feel like, well, I don't have enough information. I don't have enough knowledge. There's people out there that are much better experts than me. You know, once you've, once you've started to develop the muscle yeah. of action, you'll be able to quicker, quicker and quicker be able to shut it off. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just like building a muscle, just like working out, you work out obviously all the time. Yeah. You know, it's one rep after another rep after another rep. Now, they're not all going to be good reps. Sometimes you'll put on too heavy or some days you'll be weaker than others, but you don't give up. And that's the idea. Yes, I'm going to feel crappy some days. Yes, I'm going to have a, a bad state of mind. But that doesn't give you permission to give up. You have to continually work on yourself. Constant, never-ending improvement. Yes. Can I, yes. Tony said. Can I, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think that's, and by the way, I've listened to a lot of Tony Robbins too. Uh -huh. In fact, I'm trying to get an interview with him as well. Yeah. But... Um, I think Tony Robbins really has a good methodology and a good system for mindset. Um, also, obviously, Zig Ziglar is my favorite, but, you know, just listen to these people and take action. It's, and for any of you that are listening out there, look, I came from a motor city. I came from right across the border from Detroit. We went into tremendous downtimes economically. Uh, my parents had a divorce. My mother was on welfare. I lived on food stamps. I, I, I didn't have a father in the picture. I didn't have anybody telling me I was okay or I was good enough or I was, I was going to do well in life. Nobody. I, I got beat up. I was bullied. I had all kinds of problems. I ended up in drugs and alcohol. I made every mistake that you could possibly make. But at some point, you have to make a decision. 
that it doesn't matter what you've gone through. It matters who you're going to become. So the, the yesterday really did end yesterday. And today is a brand new day. So anybody that's out there listening, I want you to believe in yourself for one day and then multiply it the next day and the next day and the next day. It's not worth it to live your life full of fear and doubt. And if you're going to, fine. Be afraid, but move forward anyhow. Be afraid, but try that thing you think you should do anyhow. Why not? Yes, I totally agree, man. And uh, I believe for many, many people like if, for example, we look at the, the audience that uh, listening to this, it's most entrepreneurs. And many, many people have this, uh, when they set goals, which I also want to talk to you about goal setting, because I know you're really good at it. So many people have, uh, like, okay, they have a big vision, and they, they are not aware, like, for where their starting point, and their goals is, like, way behind. I remember I used to write down my goals, uh, like Grant Cardone used to say, write down your goals in the morning and at night, but make it big, 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 very big. So I was like making less than uh, a thousand a month and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make billions, I'm gonna do this, 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 this. So what's your approach when it comes to goal setting and how realistic you need to be in your mindset when, whenever your starting point is? Yeah, um, goal setting starts with dreaming. Dreaming is different than a goal. Mm -hmm. So often I sit down with my students and I say, who do you wanna be? Give me, you know, I'll give you an example. For me, I want to be a, I want to be a great husband. I want to be a, a good father. I want to be a good uh, employer. I want to be a good boss. I want to be respected in my industry uh, for the right reasons. So those are some things that I want to be. The next thing I ask them is, what do you want to do? Well, I want to run a business. I want to get a better job. I want to get out of debt. Those are things that I want to do. Well, what do you want to have? Uh, this one's easy. Most people are like, oh, that's easy, man. I want a Lambo. <laughs> I want a Bentley. I want a, I want a mansion. I want a yacht. I want all these different things, right? Mm -hmm. So I tell them, look, there's no limits when you're writing down everything you want to be, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have. There's no limit. So just dream away. Dream, 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 and write it all out. Once you've done that, the next step is to qualify. So you could, I could say, hey, I want to get a yacht and travel all over the world. And that sounds good until I realize I got a family, I've got employees, I've got people counting on me. I can't go do that. That's not fair to everybody. So here's where you can start uh, disqualifying goals that are unrealistic mm. in the next step. And then the, the, the step after that, there's actually, I have a, a seven step process that I use. And uh, again, if anybody calls me for, for uh, you know, the coaching session, I'll be more than happy to go over that with them. But basically the last step is to break it down into bite-sized pieces. So how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You know, so for me, same thing. I, I want to take my, my dreams, break them down into goals, break those goals down into tasks, and those tasks will eventually lead me to my dream. Mm. So you, you break it down into daily thing, right? So each and every single day, but you do you look at it at the 12 months frame? Yeah, um, I like long. I like really long-term goals, mid-range goals, and short-term goals. So I may have a long-term goal of, you know, I'd like to have my company running itself while I go build my brand. Mm -hmm. Okay, that might take five, ten years. Okay, no problem. All right. So what's my one-year goal? My one-year goal might be I want to increase my business by 20, 30 percent revenue. All right, that's a mid-range goal. And then my short-term goals. All right, I'm going to make um, 
for instance, maybe 20, 30 phone calls a day to try to get people interested in my services, or I'm going to create more videos and get people interested, or I'm going to do more podcasts. Those are short-term daily goals, but all of those daily goals are going to add up to hitting my mid-range goal and then eventually hitting my long-term goal. And then here is uh, the biggest, I think, problem with many, many of us is that we write down everything, write down all the goals, but we don't stick to it. Because, okay, then something happened in our life. Then this, 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 and this happened, and then we start to get distractions, right? That's actually one of the steps that I like to teach. It's called obstacles. Mm. So when you write down a goal, let's, let's say um, somebody wants to lose 50 pounds. All right, so they're going to go join a gym, and they're going to go get started. They're really pumped up. But you have to plan in advance for obstacles. Mm -hmm. So what are some obstacles that could hit you? Okay, maybe I get busier at work, and I don't have enough time to go to the gym. How do I overcome that in advance? Mm -hmm. What if I get hurt? If I, if I hurt my ankle, what am I going to do? Just give up? No. No. You, you go do push-ups on your knees. You go in there, you do sit-ups. You go in there and do, uh, do what you can do. Mm -hmm. So you have to be prepared for the obstacles that are going to come. We don't ever change the goal, but we can change the path on the way to the goal. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And it's all start to an end with the mindset that you're coming into it, right? Because if you come with a mindset, uh, I'm going to try, let's try and see how it works, then you probably have an excuse again, right? It's like, okay, I tried it, but it's not working. I think more, I think more important than mindset, yes, mindset always is critical, but... In this case, what's more important than mindset is having a process. So if you already know step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, that process is what you're going to follow, which will lead you to success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I know we're short on time, and I want to have a little bit about business as well, if you can. Um, a lot of businesses, either small businesses to big businesses, have a lot of uh, problem uh, by turning leads into a paying customers. So, what would you say to, to those people? Um, I mean, sharpen up on your sales skills. There's, you, there's only one of two problems. If, if you've got leads that you're not closing, either the leads genuinely do suck, mm -hmm. <laughs> or you do. It's, it's, those, are, those are the two possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. So, brush up on your sales skills. I know, I know myself and um, Nelson, one of my top salespeople, he works on sales skills every day. He's constantly researching, he's constantly learning, he's constantly trying new things. So he's a fighter, he's a scrapper. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's what I like, I like my uh, salespeople to be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, either your leads suck or you suck. So mm -hmm. figure out which one does and fix it. Mm -hmm. And when you're saying, uh, for example, uh, getting better at sales, because in today's world, you know, the selling process is not just like in phone calls. It's in uh, social media, is uh, what you're doing with, uh, for example, webinars, or if you're doing a landing page. So is it also there? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, like you say, in today's day and age, it's all click funnels and, you know, do it, pulling together the landing pages. But it's the same thing, man, whether it's learning how to have a, a killer webinar or learning how to have a killer sales pitch. Both are going to take that work and that effort. Something I tell my kids all the time is, listen, I don't care what you want to be in life as long as you give it 100% effort with 100% integrity. Mm -hmm. That's my goal for you. You give it 100% effort, 100% integrity. So if you have a problem in your business, you are the problem. Mm -hmm. You just need to figure out with 100% effort and 100% integrity how to overcome it. 
Yeah, just like uh, Tony said it uh, in in that way. He says like the chokehold of any business is always the the owner of the business, right? It's the psychology of the owner. And I remember I was uh, not long ago in Ty Lopez. If you know this guy, is also very very smart. I was in one of his seminars uh, at his house, and he said there is three main things that kills most entrepreneurs, which is pride, ego, and oversensitive. And when you think about it, it's really, really true because most of us have pride. We think we know it all. We have an ego, like big ego, like I'm going to shoot for the stars. And uh, we get oversensitive when people tell us, hey, dude, you're not that good uh, as you think that you are, right? So I think like knowing where you're starting and actually for me it was really hard because I always like, yes, yes, I'm going to reach to the top. I'm moving to America. I want to become the best of the best. And then you, you okay, you start to realize that your starting point is just like anybody else. And you just got to suck it up, put your ego aside, and build it step by step. I, I agree with you 100%. You know, and the other thing, too, is I, I see it more and more and more. And I, I was this way, too. I was very impatient. I was always impatient for results. But, uh, you know, there is no elevator to success. Yeah. You have to take the stairs. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so if you can develop patience early on, it'll help you actually speed up your success. Yes, yes, very true. And I also like for people that listen to this, you gotta be aware of where you live inside because no matter what material things that you are possessing and you want in your life, it's all a matter of habits of emotions we live by, right? Because every single day, if we live in frustration, if we live in fear, if we also always find a way to be sad, then it's automatically going to become an habit no matter how much money we're gonna have. So it's training yourself, conditioning your body, your mind, emotions to be at your best, to always feel the good emotions that you want to feel. I agree 100%. So last question, what is the legacy that uh, Chris Patterson would like to live long after we won't be here in this world? Oh gosh, I don't, I don't necessarily need a legacy. I don't need to necessarily remember it. I, I hope a bunch of people come and say nice things at my funeral. So if you're listening to this and you're my friend, you better be there. <laughs> but other than, other than that, man, I, I just want to do as good as I can in this world. I want to make a difference. Uh, for me, I'm a Christian. I do believe at the end of my life, I will meet my Lord and Savior, and he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. For me, that is enough. That is all I really want. Secondarily, I would love my legacy to be everything that I've learned the hard way, that my kids don't have to go through that. And people that I mentor don't have to go through that. The people I care for don't have to go through that because I can give them kind of a, uh, a shortcut to success. So that's the only thing I want in life is really to make a huge difference for people. And uh, I'm grateful for the process. Thank you so much, Chris. It means a lot for me and for my audience. And where can we find you, of course? Um, easiest way to find me is just go to interchanges.com. And you can check out my website there. Uh, also, my Instagram and Facebook is at Chris Patterson Daily. So I am posting regularly every day. And uh, I've got a lot of phenomenal interviews that I've done just like you're doing. And so follow me at Chris Patterson Daily. If you want to check out my website, interchanges.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, you're really an amazing example of what real entrepreneur is. And, uh, you know, with the power of discipline, humble, and just taking step by step, then you will, uh, just like you said, you will, uh, how you say it in English, rip the walls, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So thank you so much again.
Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And make sure to all of your audience, go out there and live large. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share or leave a message at the comments below because your opinion is really important to me. Just like I always say, leaders create leaders and we all here to grow together. For more information about fat loss, gaining muscle and taking your mind to all new level, check my site at www.lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.